Everybody waiting for the fall of man. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this. Welcome back to the Chip Shot, where we talk about real estate, business, leadership, and our community. Why we believe real estate is the best business in the world when bought correctly. Why it's important to mind your own business. And why leadership is important. Because at the end of the day, everything rises and falls on leadership. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Chip Shot Podcast. Hope you all enjoyed last week's podcast with Coy Dale Romine, Chief Operations Officer of Bubella Texas and Company. And today, drum roll, we have Mitchell Martin Bailey on with us. That's right, Mitchell Martin Bailey. Mitchell Martin Bailey is the area manager of Anytime Fitness here in Schulenburg and Yoakum. And uh, met Mitchell. How long ago did I meet you, Mitch? Uh, we met probably three years ago for the three first years ago. time. Up. We were playing at the Bandit. Yeah. And no you brought, well, I met you before that, I think. Yeah, yeah, just casually here and there. Didn't really actually know you. So we were playing golf at the Bandit, and we were working on our first anytime back then, and we were thinking about the future, and we were thinking about how awesome it would be if one day we could get Mitchell on our team. And, and Mitchell is here. He was telling us no that day, but we eventually – he got married and they moved to Schulenburg and yeah. luckily it all worked out because it's been awesome. Yeah, that was a little wild ride. When y'all first brought that to my attention, there's no way I was going to do it. Yeah. Not getting back in the fitness industry, it ain't happening. So before Anytime Fitness, Mitchell uh, worked at Orange Theory in Austin, right? Then you went into roofing at that. Let's talk about Orange Theory. Right. What did you What did you like about Orange Theory? Orange Theory was it was a lot of fun. It was a little different uh, concept behind actually working out. They put a bunch of science behind it, um, and they really focused on uh, just total group training. And that's kind of where I fell in love with it. Um, I didn't even know what Orange Theory was until I was just on Indeed one day. We just moved to Austin. I had no job, nothing. I was just like, oh, I think this would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I got online, and that popped up. They gave me a call within like 30 minutes. Um and yeah, just kind of went from there. I was there for about two years. Uh, did very well uh, with sales there, and that's kind of where I figured out. Yeah. Hey, man, I can actually sell stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter what industry if you're you're in. If you're in insurance, real estate, <clears throat> fitness, it's all about sales. You gotta you gotta have members. You gotta have clients. That's what that drives everything. And uh, Mitchell does a really great job. He, I'm always impressed with his, he's taken on the responsibility. I'm, I feel like he's owner of Anytime Fitness. I mean, he treats it that way, does a phenomenal job. He greets all the members. He just takes, you know, he owns it like it's his own. And, and I, I want him to feel that way too, because it is, it is a big deal that he knows that this is his home and I hope it stays this way for a long time. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that's really kind of where I learned a lot of that stuff. You know, you had to take ownership and, uh, what you're doing and I learned a lot of that at Orange Theory um, because man we were selling memberships for like 170 180 bucks and that was just baffling to me yeah. um, but once you take ownership of what you're doing it makes it a lot easier yeah you're like okay I feel like I'm the owner of this I have an awesome product and this is totally worth the value. Right. Um, and then getting to know people by their names. I learned that there too. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't have a five-in system as we do here in 
anytime where you can kind of look and, okay, that's them. You see them a couple times. Okay, now I know your name. You got to learn it on the fly. Right. When they're walking in the parking lot, you just start going through your head. Is this, is this Christina? Is this uh, Carrie? Whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then once you learn that and once you call people by their first name, right. that is the, the best thing in the world. Yeah, um, it means a lot to them. And, and I always think about this for some reason. I like to go business, go to businesses where they greet me all the time when I walk in. Uh, for instance, when me and Kate, my wife, we go back home to early Texas, we always stop at the same Valero mm-hmm. every single time in Land Passes because they're always so friendly. And for some reason, I always think about that. We walk in, hey, how are you doing? And they really generally act like they care. And so we stop there every single time. We're only an hour away, but we always stop there and get some snacks. So to the Valero in Land Passes, Texas, we're giving you a shout out today. Shout out. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, you know, being, having Mitch on the team has been a, a godsend for us. I, uh, you know, we were playing golf. What did we play golf last time? It was uh, the same place, same golf yeah, course. I think. New we, yeah, we went a second yeah. round. Yeah. We'll probably do it again this year. Yeah, but it's always fun. And and uh, and when Mitch and I were playing, we we're looking at the nice houses on the course and stuff. And Mitch was like, "I wonder how they got one of those houses." And I said, "Well, Mitchell, we open up enough. We open up enough any times we can get us a house like that on the Bandit too." So, um, anyways, our, you know, being having somebody like Mitch on your team, you want to be a growth-oriented company because if you're not growth-oriented, there's a good chance it's going to leave you. So I want to <laughs> want to be growth-oriented, making sure he knows that there's upside here, um, and and I feel like uh, one of my uh, uh, favorite authors, he's uh, what is his name, uh, one that says "see you at the top." Uh, oh my gosh, drawing a blank. But anyways, he says that. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll think about it in just a minute, Zig Ziglar. Yeah. Zig Ziglar says, if you help enough people get what, you, what they want, they'll help you get what you want. So I want to make sure that I help you get what you want in life, brother. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. No, I mean, I love it, man. I got the best job in the world. I get to help people live longer lives. Absolutely. I help them uh, get to hit goals every single day. And Mitch did that for me this morning. I showed up at 6 a.m. And actually, six or five, he said that they're waiting for me. I don't know about that. I think they're going to start without me. But anyways, no, I'm, I'm coming over sickness. My voice is kind of out, so I typically don't sound like this. But I was not explaining that workout twice. So I told everybody, hey, y'all going to have to bear with me for five minutes. <laughs> I know Chip's rolling in at 6.05. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you pushed me in the morning, too, just like a vet does. And uh, I love it, man. I love coming to team training with you guys in the morning. Just being in a team atmosphere motivates me. And I love when people show up too with, with us. And <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about that. You know, at first when you came to AF, you know, you came from Orange Theory, and we wanted you to bleed purple. You've transitioned into that. Tell us about, you know, anytime what you love about it. Maybe some things that you would like to see better. You know, go through that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So after Orange Theory, I got into the roofing business because. I was living in Austin and it's hard to make a living there. Um, so I jumped into the roofing business for about a year and a half. Did that. That was the worst job in the world. I hated that. Yeah. Um, you never knew when you get paid, anything like that. Sounds this. like real estate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, it was really tough for, for me and Kate to sit there and, you know, just because you could do the entire job yeah. and then you end up not even getting a paycheck. It just one little thing goes wrong. And you just spent three months working on this one house and you don't like the homeowner 
hey, I'm not going to pay you guys, then you're out. You're yeah. not getting your money. Um, and so when this job at any time opened up and all these things started falling in place, I was kind of, I was kind of have to um, take a look back at how Orange Theory was run, and um, they had great leadership over there. Um, they had all these, I guess, organizations of progress or in, uh, in place, I guess. Mm-hmm. So you know, this is who I revert to. This is who they revert to. And though when I got here, we didn't really not any like nobody knew how to run a gym. Um, not saying that I did by any means, but I'm the only one with experience. <laughs> and so I got here and I was like, man, what are we doing here? Like, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't know anything. And so all I tried to do is revert back to what I'd been taught at Orange Theory. Um, and we just kind of found our way after that. We're starting to get organized with everything, uh-huh. um, building memberships. Um, and I really think, you know, we do a great job. I think we do a great job of, of making people know that we care Mm -hmm. uh that's what i love about what we have here you know it's a small town community um and we have this thing called the please score and that is what i'm always most worried about basically what the please score is is a survey that our members will get and when it comes back to us then we know on a scale of one to ten how we're doing um most anytime clubs around the country average around 54 percent and right now we're at 80, 81%. So, Blown out of the water. Yes. That's awesome. So absolutely love that. Um, but I think something that we could continue to improve on is just keep getting out there and talking to people, talking to our members, actually having conversations with them, not just like, hey, how you doing? You know, actually, you know, what would you do this weekend? You know, how's the family? Things like that. Um, and I think we do a great job with that, and I think that's one thing that we need to continue right to do so i i agree and and getting that i'm always trying to figure out with, the, with all our um brands you know we have the the real estate brand the insurance brand the anytime brand and how do we get people when they think about health and fitness to think about anytime fitness schillenberg or yokum how do we get them to think about bubella real estate how do we get them to think about bubella insurance um i mean we had an agent the other day that posted online who do I get insurance from? And I'm like, hello, you have <laughs> yeah. a sister company that sells insurance. Right, right, <laughs> you know? But right. like, it's not even top of mind to our own people sometimes. Right. And how do you get to that point to where, you know, you want that, that presence. And that's what I was telling Maria. We want to make her the, the digital marketing mayor, the mayor of digital marketing for the area. <laughs> yeah. So when people think about those three things, they think about us and uh, it, it's hard work. And I think that we do that, I think the best way to do that is working on the relationships with these folks you know mm-hmm. not even with our class but even our own people inside our office uh, building that relationship knowing them telling them reminding them what we're all about and reminding them that we do care about them and so they think of us not only if they're on the real estate team but they think about our insurance team or if they think about you know we have the salon too that your wife works for right you know that they think about that part of the business too so getting us to be a, a full community not only just in our um, subcategory sub categories of businesses that we're in just independently like if you're in the real estate team or the insurance team or the anytime team or if you're on the salon team but just having one organization to where we all feel that that community together mm-hmm. so absolutely yeah and it, it's it's crazy it is a lot of work um i know even just over at the gym we have people calling over there thinking that we're the fitness center it's like no ma'am no sir like that's not us we don't have a pool whatever it is right um but they call and and they're just 
it's crazy. Well, it's, people still they'll yeah. say, "I'm going to work out at the fitness center." I'm like, "No, you're going to work out at any time fitness," and they just forget that. Right, right. They still, it's like a, you're drinking. A, I'm gonna go drink a Coke when you're drinking a Sprite. You know? Yeah, it's the, yeah. <laughs> and like we have, I have one gentleman, which we don't typically do this at the gym, but I just do it for him. Um, but he just likes writing checks every month. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like doing our automatic draft. I kind of refuse to do it. So. Mm-hmm. And it took him probably three or four months to get down. Yeah. Oh, I'm working at Anytime Fitness. You know, just like we'd have to scratch out the check and write a new one. <laughs> um, but no, and, and that's something that it's kind of hard to um, continue pushing the brand, pushing the brand. Because you think you're doing enough, but you're not getting to everybody. And yeah. so that's kind of what the, the journey is, is trying to reach to everybody to make sure they know who we are right. um, and what we can do for them. And there's a lot of people that have never even stepped foot into our door and how do you get them to and how the I mean I mean I remember my first day joining a gym in Austin it was Fitness Connection which is now Gold's Gym they're off of 71 that was my first gym to really join and I walked in and there's all these people <clears throat> and I really wasn't sure what to do I just remember watching this one guy do this exercise and as soon as he got done I just went copied him <laughs> that happens more than you think though, I until you I that. figured out what how to work the machines and, mm-hmm. and all that you know yeah. but I remember how good I felt after I worked out and then I went back for more and I kept going back and and I just started liking myself more because you know I was I started losing my hair at a young age I <laughs> Couldn't pick up a girl to save my life, but uh, <laughs> but anyways, you know, uh, exercise has been a big big part of my life, and and I want everybody else to have that to, if they don't know about it to to come in there and and feel safe and and know that you're not going to look like a dummy, you know. So mm-hmm. no, and, and just to piggyback on that thought, you know, you went in there, you didn't really know what you were doing. Everybody feels like that when they first walk in. It's very overwhelming. Uh, I know the feeling. I. I remember when I was I played college football and I went through all high school offseason. I would always live, do all that, and then when we were in college, you know, we go through the offseason again, and it's just the coaches telling you what to do. You don't. Well, then it comes summertime. You're on your own. Yeah. It's just like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going to go do curls because that's what I know to do. Yeah. And um, I never learned how to lift until one of my buddies knew how to lift and he was basically like my trainer yeah and after that i mean i got real real good into shape um i figured out like the different muscles you could work out and how to do that and so just that to me i mean i was college athletics and i didn't know how to work out until i got a coach basically Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what we're about at any time you know probably 80% of the people that come in the door have no idea what they're doing. And that's why we have our fitness consultations included into the membership as well as, you know, you'll have a coach the whole time mm-hmm. there. Like with our anytime fitness app, all you have to do is just reach out to them or you just catch us in the gym. We'll show you exactly what to do. Uh, we got our group training our team training uh, programs in place as well as our personal training. Um, and I'm just a firm believer that in anything you do, you need a coach. Yeah, I'll tell you that I was a member before moving back to Schulenburg and, and jumping on the AF Purple Train. <clears throat> I uh, was a Gold's member, Gold's Gym member in Cedar Park, and I was never offered really anything. I got the membership, but, but I always went on my own, did my own thing. But I never until getting involved at any time and learning about you know what the fitness business is all about. Um, I guess I, 
me before joining or being a franchisee of any time, I would have never pushed coaching or training on anybody. I've always have done my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I see the importance of coaching. I mean, I come to team training, whereas before I used to just run on the treadmill all the time and do my and lift weights once or twice a week, and that's all I did. But now, I mean, doing team training, I, can, I actually have, I can do less work now and have this and better results. Absolutely. Through. Yeah. And because and, if you're doing the same thing, you're not tricking the muscles. They're doing the same thing. They just get, kind of get robotic, and it's like, eh, you're not yep. getting anything out of, yep. out of what you're doing. So team training has been really good. But what I'm trying to say is I don't know how to get to the guy that's who's me um, and getting through to their head that, hey, you know, there's something better. Than, I think you think you know it all, which I thought I knew it all. I, I, I knew how to work out. I knew how to do stuff, you know. But getting to that guy and saying, hey, there's – you don't know it all. You need mm-hmm. to come try this out right. and getting through their thick right. school like I had. No, and it's, it's, all, it's a very hard thing to do, um, especially with men. I mean, men and lifting weights, it's mm-hmm. all ego. It's like, how much weight can I put up? Um, that's not necessarily the case anymore. Um, like you were saying, you know, doing the same thing over and over when you're working out, your muscles are going to get used to that. Uh, in the team training, you know, there's been multiple instances where we have gotten some guys in there and they are just like, what the heck did I just do? Yeah. Um, just because – They've never done those kind of motions, never worked on their core like that, that hard. Um, and you don't even realize you're doing it. Every single exercise we have works on your core, you know? Yeah. Um, when you're in there doing free weights and stuff, not so much. Um, but yeah, that is a tough task to, to get people, um, especially men, to kind of drop the ego and, and come in here and really see what it's about. Um, I do believe that the a lot of the men, um, that come to the gym, they look at the team training as, oh, that's more for women. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not It's not like a bar class. I mean, it's lifting weights. It's doing cardio. It's, it's like being doing, it's going like going through two days. It's, yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> so like if y'all have ever been through uh, like in high school when y'all had off-season programs, things like that, that's a lot of what it's like. Uh, we just do a lot more functional stuff. So basically what that means is your everyday movement patterns – we help you get better at those. Yeah. We help you stand up, sit down, put your balance. shoes on, uh, rotate, pick things up, balance, like you said. Um, and it's just something new every single day. Your body, your body never gets used to it. When you're doing a push pull, you're always counteracting, making sure that, you know, if you're the guy that's just all you do is bench press, eventually your neck starts sticking out, you know, mm-hmm. and you got to do a pull too. You can't just be pushing. Right. And so those, we're always, what I've noticed about team training, it's always doing a push pull, it's always counteracting what you're doing. Make sure you're in line. Right. You know, so, and like, you know, I know we have the machines and I think gyms will always have the machines, but the body isn't meant to just sit there and stay in that one motion, you know? Absolutely. With the functional training, it makes you more balanced and you're just more flexible and all that. Mm-hmm. No, and I, and I, th- I think the machines are a great tool, um, especially for people um, who are just starting out. I think it's a, a very great tool. Uh, after a while, like you're saying, though, mm-hmm. um, it would be time to move on to more of a functional training thing like that. Uh, or do, even doing the cables, the big cable machine we have, uh, doing that, that's more of a natural most motion. You're going to get better results by doing that because everybody's body's different. Yeah. Um, like for me, you know, my shoulder is kind of out of whack. I'm not going to go do the um, shoulder press over there on the machine because that's not natural to me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good. Um, so I'm going to go, I'll either do some cables, I'll do a dumbbell, or a kettlebell or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for the machines, I think they're a great tool to start. 
yeah. but it's not it's not a long term yeah. for to stay on the machines. Gotcha. Um, so you were a kicker in college. Yes, I was. And what just tell everybody where you where you played ball at? Yeah, so I grew up in uh, early Texas and uh, played sports there, and then after. After that, I went to Angelo State University, and I redshirted there as a kicker. Um, after the first semester there, the whole coaching staff got fired, so they got rid of all the red shirts that they had there. Mm-hmm. So I really wasn't doing anything but playing, like, intramural softball. Um, well, after that semester, just kind of, you know, school wasn't really my thing. I was only really there to play sports. I uh, wasn't playing sports anymore, so... Uh, decided to move back home um, and play for Howard Payne University. And so um, started right off the bat um, at kicking and was a four-year letterman there. Um, That's where you graduated at Howard Payne? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I graduated with a criminal justice degree and a minor in exercise and sports science. Okay. So, so it all kind of fits in what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I always knew I wanted to do something with sports. I thought it was coaching until I realized, hey, man, you're not really good at school. Um, you don't really put a lot of effort into it. You don't like going to school. Why do you want to go to school the rest of your life? <laughs> just like, man, that just kind of doesn't make sense to me. Um, and then, yeah, I just kind of fell into, you know, the fitness industry. And it's yeah. been the best thing. What did you want to, when you were a kid, what did you want, what did you see yourself doing? Do you have any idea what you wanted to be when you grew up? I was going to be pro kicker. Pro kicker? Yeah. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's one thing that still kind of bugs me to this day is, I had a lot of potential as a kicker, mm-hmm. but I got very comfortable in college. Uh, I had two great years uh, to start out, and I didn't have any competition. Mm-hmm. And so that's my first experience with complacency. Um, I quit training in the summer. Like mm-hmm. I didn't kick. I just wait till two days. And so you were the best guy. You were the best kicker. You had nowhere to. You had no growth, right? You couldn't. Right, right. And so I was just like, okay, you know, I can do this. Well, and I always had my sights set on doing all these camps and. Um, you know, eventually, you know, wanted to go pro. And then, that was, like I mentioned, the first time I hit complacency, it didn't have any competition, and they brought a kicker in. And uh, Long story short, my senior year, I had a couple games left. I got my spot taken because yeah. of that. And that was such a big learning wow. curve. Um, just like, how wait, how could you all do that to me? Right. You know? Right. I've been here my whole career. Um, but it really taught me a lot about um, – being selfish, I was very selfish with it. I wasn't a team player. Uh-huh. I thought it was all about me. The poor little kicker thought it was all about me. Um, and that was a, a really tough lesson to learn. I remember that was one of the worst weeks of my life. Yeah, It was like my cat died. <laughs> um, my dad, he, he went to the hospital that week. I remember that. And then all in the same week, like, Mitch, you're not kicking this week. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I've kicked and you know, 37, 38 straight games, and you're going to bench me two games before, you know, the end. And, yeah. Um, but it was, it was a good learning curve. I'm, I'm glad they did it, did it um, in, the long, in the long run. It really taught me a lot. And, you know, the coaches there, I, I was so mad at, but I knew that they cared about me. Yeah. And they were doing it for a good right. – it it's more than football. Yeah. They were teaching me uh, a lesson about life. life. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, that was kind of how it went. and. Yeah, I'm kind of glad it happened. So, so that you know, that's that is a great learning lesson, and it's great that you learn from it, and you can share that story with others. You know. Yeah. Um, another thing, uh, John Maxwell always says that if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room because you have no opportunity for growth. And so, what 
you know, being in Schulenburg, you know, <clears throat> the, the greatest way to, to get influence from other people is to read and, and stuff like that. And so let's talk about something that you and I have in common is 10X. <laughs> the goat. <laughs> the goat. I think we talked about this on the radio before, but let's talk about it on the podcast is that um, when you were in the roofing business, mm-hmm. I guess y'all, y'all's owner hired like Cardone University or whatever. Yeah, yeah. so one of the roofing uh, businesses that I was in, um, he had a connection into Cardone University with um, a guy named um, Robards. What was his first name? He's one of the sales guys at Cardone University. Yeah. But he put us together um, and we were all on a com- uh, conference call and just going over sell- selling, learning how to sell in any way because we did door-to-door sell. Mm-hmm. The toughest sell you can right. do is door-to-door. Um, and so we just went over all that. Dave Robards, that was his name. Um and so we had that conference call and we'd have conference calls every week with him, you know, and then the owner would have Grant Cardone on, which Grant's the goat, if y'all don't know. Um, but anyways, he would come on every now and then. And so I really got into what he was mm-hmm. like, how he sold, how he went about selling Uh very, very tough closer. And that's kind of what I wanted to do um, because you're going to knock on somebody's house, ask him for them to pay you $30,000 to do a roof. Yeah. And they just met you, you know, yeah. you know and so and you're like this young guy. Yeah. What do you know about roofing? It, no, exactly. I had no clue about roofing. That was the deal. I just know like I had a, a good personality and I could re- relate to the people yeah. and what they were going through at the time. Um, and so they, they taught me a lot. And then, man, what we were in new Orleans one time and then, Uncle G Grant, he uh, put up on his Snapchat that he was going to be like right around the corner at 4 p.m. I was at a bachelor party, um, and I'm, I've told this story a lot. Whoever's listening, I'm, sh- I'm sure y'all have already heard it. Um, but I go in there. We've been drinking all day at the bar, and I was just like, "Man, I gotta go see this. Like, what's going on here?" Yeah. And I'm wearing these Velcro shoes, like just looking goofy, and I'm with in the Starbucks with about 40 other guys all in suits wanting to impress Grant Cardone. And so we get there and he was late and I was like, man, I'm just about to leave. You know, I don't want to be leaving all my friends and, you know, I kind of feel bad that I'm doing this anyway. Well then I was like, all right, two more minutes. If he's not here, I'm heading out. I look up and he's walking and I just get starstruck. I was like, no way. (laughs) And so I'm just sitting in the corner and he walks in with his wife and then his mom and then his pilot, Ryan. And they all walk in, and it's crazy because I just follow them all the time yeah. on um, social media and things like that. And I just stand up. I was like, Grant, I was like, man, that's awesome to meet, to meet you, you know. Um, then he's like, hey, man, just just let me get a coffee real quick. I was like, all right, sorry. Like, didn't mean to bombard you. Like, yeah. Well, so while I'm sitting there, his, his wife and his mom come over, mm-hmm. and we just start talking. Yeah. And, like, we don't even pay attention to Grant anymore. Everybody's yeah. over there with Grant. And, like, I get to know their life story about um, some of the experience they have where they live in New Orleans, things yeah. like that. And by the time I, I know it, I turn around and, you know, everybody's gone. And it's just me, Grant, his mom, and his, his wife. His Elaine. wife. Yeah, yeah. And he's just sitting there and he just he comes up to him. He's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm sorry about that. But, you know, I really want to talk to you. I was like, what? <laughs> like okay so so we get to talking and and, um just something came up and i said man you're the goat of sales yeah and he's like hold on hold on what'd you just say i said you're the goat of sales uh the greatest of all time 
And he was like, okay, well, I'm about to do a video with you. Out of all these guys, I want to do it with you. And yeah. so on his Instagram, uh, what, I guess it would have been two Christmases ago, two Decembers ago, um, you can go check it out. And we have like a, a minute long right. uh, Instagram video. And, and I wonder it, why he picked you out of all those people. Because the Belcro shoes? <laughs> probably had to be. No. I don't know. It's, it's, probably, it's probably because, you know, a lot of people were there looking for um, business advice and things like that, which, I mean, I was. But for me, I like getting to know people. Yeah. And I think it was, hey, this guy's just sitting over here, like, chatting it up with my mom, my wife, getting to know them. Yeah. Like, I think that's cool. He's not dressed up at all. Yeah. He just... Being natural. He, yeah, being natural. He sticks out because he's being natural. Yeah. Um, that's probably why I think he chose that. And that was just like such a surreal moment. I didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. it for a while, I was just like, dude, that's pretty big. And then it got like 30,000 views like right off the bat. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Um, you know, for me, that's a lot. And uh, yeah, it, it was just a really cool experience. And then he has a, a growth conference that he has every year. They just got done. He rented out the Miami Marlins baseball stadium. They had like 50,000 people there, whatever it was. Snoop Dogg was performing. You know, he had Ty Lopez. I don't know if you know who that is. Um, Elena Cardone. Um, he had some other guys on there, some big uh, big top-notch sales influencers yeah, yeah. guys. And uh, that was just this past weekend. And then it's just crazy to sit back and think, Man, like he took it, his time out of his day to come talk to me, do a video with me. Right. He let me get to know his wife, his mom. You know, it's it's just a really, really neat thing. Yeah, that's it. I mean, so I I come to work on Monday. I walk into the anytime in Schulenberg, and there's this book called Ten X sitting on top of Mitch's desk, and uh, I'm like, what is that? Because I I've read I've read a lot of books. I read a lot of stuff on leadership, real estate, you know, all that stuff, but I never really read anything of Grant stuff. I don't know why, but I was upset that I never heard of the guy when he's like the guru of sales. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I'm yeah. like, I'm like pissed at myself, you know? So I'm like, I immediately go order the book myself and I, and I read it while Mitch is reading it. And, and, and it is good stuff. I mean, he talks about how most people settle for average lives. They don't 10 X their lives. They just accept average as that's what we do. Right. Mm-hmm. And he says, it's wrong. I mean, it's, I don't think God, he's like, I don't think God wants you to be average. I think he wants you to push yourself to, to, to be all you can be, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's good stuff. So I, I thank you for introducing me to, to Grant. Absolutely. 10X. 10X real estate broker now. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, anyway, I took off with that, you know, it was something that we're just having fun with it. And so now I'm the 10X real estate broker. Well, that's actually where it came. You remember we saw that dude's hat uh, going to the bandit oh, that yeah. one day? We're like, that old dude just had a 10X hat on. It's like, that's it. I'm becoming a 10X real estate broker. <laughs> so, yeah, we were going to play at the bandit yeah. right after that. Whenever all yeah. that went down. Yeah. And uh, there's this old dude that's walking on the sidewalk, like just barely getting around. He's got a 10X Grant Cardone cap on. I'm like, dude, how awesome is that? This guy's like 90, and he's still 10X. And, man, this is awesome. We got a 10X, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Life's too yeah, short to be not do 10 x and I forgot about that. That's that's funny. <laughs> you just reminded me of I know, that. We just stopped and like, wait, what the hell? Yeah. That is 90 years old. I got a 10 x hat on. So then I ordered the 10 x cap. I had to get me one. So I yeah. went online and got me one. And then it says on the side, don't be a little bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. And then he got all the uh, wrist bracelets and things that say that. Yeah. <clears throat> but, anyways, Mitch, anything we want to talk about? We'll finish up. Tell us something that's motivational that's happening in your life right now 
that's happening in my life right now. Well, we just opened the Yoakum location. Um, and that's pretty motivating seeing a lot of people out there yeah. coming to the gym. Um, I know they got a couple gyms out in Yoakum right now, um, but they never really had anything as modernized, I guess you would say. And so a lot of people come in there, they're, they're really don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and so last week we held a couple of like just beginner classes just to help people, you know, get familiar with the equipment, things like that. And that was a really cool thing to see like yeah. the smiles on their faces when they're done. They're like, right. I've never seen any of this. And we just did a light workout and like, that's the most work I've ever done. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, like it, you're, you're going to see results here doing the programs that we have set up. And so, um, you know, opening that is, is very motivating to me. Um, trying to, you know, do both, but you know, with yoga, he's got a lot of so, new people coming in. Mitch has been working a lot of hours. Um, so I knew that he was working late at Yoakum last week. I knew that he was doing all this. So I called him. And uh, actually, you called Kimberly, I think, on the yeah. way, way back. Yeah, I was calling Kim. And it was like 7 o'clock, 7.30 at night. And I, I picked up the phone because Kimberly was, I don't know, giving the girls a bath or something. And I, I said, well, Mitch, you ready to quit? And he's like, hell no, I'm fired up, man. <laughs> yeah. You start going about the class and what just happened. And. I was like, this is so flipping awesome. I love Mitch, man. It was, it was neat. pumped we, up about what we're doing. We got to, we uh, reached just about 50 people in that one week, which that, that's that's a lot. You know, yeah. You know, we got a bunch of people coming in. And as I mentioned, it's it's new to them. It's awkward to them. They're uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And by the end, everybody's high-fiving each other, you know. Yeah. Like I said, just a smile on their face. It's just like, oh, I can really do this. Yeah. You know, so um, that's that's what's motivating to me. So, well, you're motivating to me. I appreciate everything that you do. Um, we're gonna keep 10xing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if we can do anything for you guys, you know where to find us. We are in Schulenburg. Um, you can visit us at on Facebook at uh, facebook.com forward slash Bubella Texas. You can find us at uh, forward slash Anytime Fitness or Bubella Insurance. Uh, follow us on Instagram, all that stuff. What else is there? That's it. Y'all have an awesome day. Mitchell, we'll see you at the top. Do it. Make excuses or make it happen. Hell yeah. Take care, guys. Everybody praying for the end of times. Everybody hoping they could be the one. I was born to run. I was born for this.